Hello, and thank you for downloading the Indie by Design podcast. This is episode 21, which focuses on multiplayer games. What makes a multiplayer game? Does a multiplayer game even have to be multiplayer? Can a single player game be considered truly multiplayer? I'm John Robertson, and we're kicking off with Stace Harmon talking about MMOs. I've always liked the idea of MMOs more than I have any of the games I've actually played that are examples of that genre. So I I remember when Guild Wars 2 was uh, in sort of the run-up to Guild Wars 2 coming out many years ago now. Um, yeah, you played that for work though, yeah. I was, I think, didn't, didn't we play that together at one point? Like at, for a work thing? Yeah, I think probably. I think we we probably went to the same event to see it, and I think that was like a, that was my first exposure to it. Um, I hadn't played Guild Wars, the original Guild Wars at all, and it was something as simple as the art style. I was really, really sort of drawn in by, and I really liked the the concept art and just the the sort of painterly style they'd used for their their world and their characters. Um, and I suppose, I suppose, as is probably not surprising, if that is the main draw, that when I then actually got into the game, it was obviously nothing like that. Um, what, visually? And visually, yeah. So, and it just kind of, it, to me, it just looked very much like an MMO, like a any old MMO. And I suppose the most obvious touchstone is is World of Warcraft. So I played it a bit, I mean, a little bit by um, MMO standards. I probably did about 20 hours in it or something. Uh, I'm not sure that I even got out of the got past starting the tutorial. Area. Yeah, it was basically that. I was like, I think I, I don't think I got past the uh, the starting area bit. And I was like, a, I think I was a, a gnome, uh, gnome engineer or something. I can't remember mm. what the classes were, but something like that anyway. Um yeah, and I just uh, and um, World of Warcraft as well. It's the the when I read about or when I'm exposed to it through work, which I've done various bits of work for for places on that and on the various expansions that have come out, mm. and then sort of reading about it and and reading through some of the lore and some of the big the big conflicts between the Horde and the Alliance. And it's like, it all sounds really interesting. Mm. Like really, I think, oh, wow, this sounds like a real sort of, it feels, it sounds like something that would feel amazing to be a part of. And then a few times that I've played it, it just, it's, it's like my expectations just don't marry up to the, to the actual reality. And it's, they're just misaligned. And I'm, it's just not, I'm not, I'm not coming to it because I want to play an MMO. I'm coming to it because of external factors that make me think I do. And then it turns out that actually, I don't really. Yeah, I do think MMOs suffer from that problem of they promise a certain thing and then they don't necessarily deliver on the exact thing that they've promised, certainly in terms of grandeur of storyline and sort of character, um, like NPC character interests. Um, I think they can definitely fall down there. but I think they do deliver, and maybe one of the problems is that you have to get to a certain point before they start delivering. And mm. you have to, because they all suffer from that, maybe 20 hours is an exaggeration, but they all do suffer from that. Well, I think it's a suffer anyway. I think it's a negative that they they do ask a lot of you before you can even start to engage with the elements that they sell themselves on. Mm. Um 
So it's a, in that sense, it's a big, I think it's a big barrier to entry for people. But I, I, I mean, I've played some World of Warcraft many years ago now. I mean, it, I was obsessed with it for, I don't know, three or four weeks, but then I stopped playing it and then never went back to it again. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen, I did play for a couple of years and that did, I did find that grand in the sense, not in the sense that they promised it in, in the sort of the grand wars that the narrative is built on and, and stuff like that, but just in the shared aspect of it. And I think you really do have to be playing with other people that you play with regularly. You can't just dip in and out of it randomly with playing it solo and then um, just trying to find a group to go on a go raid a dungeon in or whatever that that just doesn't doesn't really it's not really what the games are about for me really they're 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 more about sort of that cooperation and trying to fit your personalities and character skills together more than they are about trying to like beat the game even though beating the game is what's bringing you together and, and defining how you act in the game that it's almost like an afterthought really for me that and when yeah, if you do play them solo or don't have that uh, excuse, maybe because you you know you you've got other people to play with eventually that you know, so you're going to get past that first twenty hours. If you don't have that excuse, I can't really see. I can't really see see myself playing one. And with Final Fantasy as well, having played it for a couple of years, it's almost like been there and done it. And I haven't seen another MMO apart from maybe EVE Online, which is totally different, that promises things that I haven't already seen in Final Fantasy, but with but with just a different skin layered on top. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, there is definitely something there that, that sort of rang a bell and, and uh, yeah, that resonated with me then. I think the... It feels like you have to be playing for a long time, yes. I think if it's like... If almost it's it's one of those... Like when you look back on X number of weeks, months, years of playing, I can imagine that there are those stories and there are those times. Uh, but the, in the moment for me, that was what was lacking. It was like, well, in the moment, I don't feel like I'm in any of those mm. stories. I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm making, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm making memories as it were. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think probably a large part of that was because it was something that I just sort of out of curiosity dipped into and it, I didn't go to pre, uh, sort of pre-partied up, um, mm. which makes a big difference because because then if you're playing it playing it with friends, if it's something that you're all choosing to do, I guess like anything, um, and there are plenty of examples of of games, both digital and otherwise, that it almost the game is still important, but it's almost just the fact that you're having that shared experience that is the 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 real key part of it and it might and because of that you can forgive the slightly slower bits you can forgive the fact that you're promised this grand vision but you can only get to that point once you've collected 50 bits of firewood and you know mined 10 bits of <laughs> yeah ore well time, or times so, a thousand yeah yeah so but when you're playing in a party and you're playing with a mate and you're just kind of hanging out and chatting and there's a group of you doing it or it's just like a, a two person thing in some you know something far more um localized like or not localized but far fewer players like a destiny or something like that then it's much more um it's much more about that it's much more about well let's just kind of hang out and we're just the thing that we're choosing to do whilst we're hanging out is 
playing this game um and and you know that's obviously there's the there's vast swathes of people that play it very seriously and for them the the key thing is the game but i think it's you know you take the people that you play with away and the game is far less or any 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 activity is far less um interesting yeah because i think to, to engage with the kind of bits that they that they they make the big fancy trailers for for something like final fantasy 14 or the the press release is written about um to to actually uh, engage with those things that what the actual actions that you're doing to engage with them are so abstracted from from those big grand promises like you know beat this boss or fight this boss or explore this area or go to this town and cover this new storyline i mean that's all in the game of course but it's so it's abstracted to a very large degree even compared to other video games like you know fighting is a case of waiting for this to cool down have you have you hit this have you assigned mm, this to the right mm. hotkey are you looking at the time the countdown time at the cooldown timers for other people's uh magic or whatever it is that you're using so you can use it in the right way so the only way that you can get that because it's so abstracted it's the only way that you can get that kind of that satisfaction is if you're with other people that you actually care about, <clears throat> I think. And they, they might be people you know in real life or they're just people that you've played with for a year or whatever. You don't have to know them in real life. That's fine. You just have to know them. Um, but yeah, something like Destiny, it's much more direct. Like you fight this thing, but it's not anywhere near as abstracted. It's like you point the gun and you shoot the gun and, that, and that's it. It's a one-to-one. It's a one-to-one response. So... Yes, it's still essential in Destiny to have that to have that connection with the people you're playing with if you want to get the most out of it. But I think you can also, because of the one-to-one sort of response, you can play Destiny with people that you don't know so well and still have a great time with it. Whereas I don't think you can do that with an MMO. Yeah, I remember, I think there was a... Uh, a, a I remember speaking to a developer talking about an MMO, and I don't even, I don't remember what the MMO was, but the 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 concept, the idea, I could very much identify with because they were talking about like having their, um, having programmed all their hotkeys and having certain abilities on different hotkeys, and and not even necessarily knowing what each one of those individual abilities did mm. in terms of I know that it does this much damage, I know that it has this area of effect, I know that it's on this cooldown. But what they did know was the exact combination and the exact timings for that in combination with three or four other abilities that then meant they would, I guess, almost like playing a piece of music that you know really well by by rote. They were just, they're, they're, it was like muscle memory. Their fingers were just doing the work without them because they knew that was the optimal chain of commands to input to to create you know a win at the other end mm. um so but yes and something like destiny and i mean i've played destiny and and things like uh and it goes further with for me with things like everybody's golf like i uh, i would compare or conflate the two destiny and everybody's golf i play them in the same way in that i play them with a mate couple of mates and it, ju- it just is something that we do and we have a chat and we're not really paying too much attention to what's going on on screen it's just we're sort of chasing after this end goal um and just kind of having a just socializing while we're doing so, it so um, i mean the wording i don't mean to denigrate it in the wording but you're playing a multiplayer game for the sake of playing a multiplayer game just so it doesn't actually matter what mm. the game is 
Um, no, I mean, I guess to an extent it does because, like, like, I wouldn't play a COD or a Battlefield because they're just not. I'm absolutely no good at those games. I have no interest in them, and and therefore my lack of ability in them uh, never improves. I just have no interest in being any better at them. And they also, uh, I'm sure there are people that have you know great social. They have evenings of which is just laugh a minute playing those games, but I, I kind of associate those games with being very focused, being very like I'm concentrating on what is going on, and the focus for me is sort of on the other side of the screen. It's more so with something like Destiny, Everybody's Golf. Yeah, it kind of it's it's kind of like for the sake of playing them. It's it's just sort of like we are we could be talking on the phone. It's just that we've chosen to kind of talk on the phone slash over the internet and play this thing at the same time you know we could have gone and played i don't know uh, something like when I, I used to play golf in real life and it was that sort of thing like golf would just really it just be a reason for for me and a couple of mates to go somewhere and play golf but really we were just hanging out and chatting and whatever so it was just the thing that we did whilst we were together it was and that's that's kind of what it is with um with several of the multiplayer games that i play um certain certainly not all of them but several of them it is just well let's catch up let's kind of make a point of getting online tonight um and we will we'll stick xyz on and we'll we'll have a chat so yeah you know we don't watch the cutscenes in something like destiny we we might and it might even there might even be times where we both just end up kind of before the mission starts proper, or if we meet like if we reach a a uh, low point in a mission, it's just like we'll just stand around and then have a chat, and our characters won't be doing anything. There's no threat on screen that we don't have to kill anything, and we'll just be having a chat, catching up on something that requires a bit more than just casual back and forth. And then we're like, all right, I guess we should carry on playing this game. Like it's it's just. <laughs> but are you so still is, looking yeah, at just... the screen at that point? You're still looking at the other. You're, so this you're talking about when you're online or. Yeah, or in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. When we're online, so yeah. you're talking yeah. to each other online, standing there, and what, looking at each other character models. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're not like Search, searching each other, like, for as that giveaway, having a chat. Yeah, searching for that <laughs> giveaway, raising the eyebrow. That's uh... <laughs> yeah. We're trying to infer tone from how our characters on screen are standing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll just be like, you know, one of us might be walking around in circles or just, uh, in the, in the menu screen or whatever. And it will just, so it is very much on, the, on, the, on those occasions. It's not that the game, it's not the game is irrelevant because there is still a sense of satisfaction when we beat a particularly hard level or when we, you know, find a particularly exotic gun or whatever it might be, but it's yeah. just not. It just I wonder, like the... and this might be reading too much into it. I wonder if it's is this a? I wonder if there's an element of this being a male thing that men are, or certainly me or the men that I know, are less likely just to phone up someone and just talk on a phone for like an hour or two hours to another guy friends, and the video game gives gives like a, an excuse or a reason to pretend that that's not what you're doing you're actually playing this game together um yeah i mean possibly i know yeah possibly because there is probably like my oldest friend i've known since i was a kid like since i was five years old we would do that we don't do it very often but we would if we haven't spoken to each other for a while we will say oh we really need to have a catch-up and that may be an actual phone catch-up where we are just talking on the phone oh, or doing old anything school. else old school yeah like an, we actually use our uh our mobiles we don't use our don't use landlines that would be ridiculous who has a landline anymore but um 
Yeah, but but yeah, no, I see. I, I can definitely. I mean, I haven't thought about that. That's just something that popped into my head. I've not, I've not sort of investigated that in my own thoughts before. But well, we've we've done that. You and I have done that, haven't we? We've said like it's been, you know, typically maybe a Friday night or whatever it might be, uh, up late. Maybe had had a couple of beers, and it's like, well, cool guys, Friday yeah. Friday night at home, playing at home, playing everybody's golf, looking at each other's character models, desperately looking for a game to play. Uh, and really, it's not. It's just like, oh, let's stick a game on, and we will play that game. Mm. But it is, you know, we spend as much time probably chatting as mm. we do actually playing the game. So, yeah, and in those instances, it's like, well, we could just answer the phone because in those cases it could just be that you know we're both playing our own game or one of us could be watching something on youtube or whatever it is it could literally be doing anything and it's just that you are kind of sharing that uh you're not even sharing the experience you're just sharing the time you're just sharing time together and you might both be doing your own stuff but you are both making the time to speak to each other whilst engaging in some form of activity yeah it just makes me remember um triggers and memory that not too long ago um i'd already completed tomb raider shadow of the tomb raider the, the latest tomb raider and I saw a friend was playing it on PlayStation on the, on my friends list and you can sort of watch their screen and I'd never done it before and I just watched their screen them them playing Tomb Raider for I don't know half an hour 40 minutes um maybe, oh. maybe less maybe, I can't remember um but yeah they went, then we were just talking to each other while I was watching him just play Tomb Raider in the background and um, he hadn't played it through before. I'd already played the whole thing, so I kind of knew what was coming, and <clears throat> you know, wasn't giving spoilers or anything. But I don't think we were actually we were only referencing the game at certain points when something interesting happened, or he'd done an interesting bit that I'd already done, obviously, and then we were kind of just like talking about what just happened and and and, mm. and that. Um, but I don't think for the majority of it, I don't think we were talking about the game. The game was just. The game gave us the focus to talk to each other, I suppose, is the best way of putting it. Yeah, and that's, I suppose that's not that different to, like, playing games in your living room when your significant other is in the room and they're sort of half watching. Like, you'll be playing a game, they might be doing something. Yeah. Or vice versa. And they're just, like, you're kind of half watching and might chat about something. You get they get slightly involved, like oh, perhaps you know, move that, or perhaps do that. Or why is he saying that? Or what's you know? And it's like, yeah. So that's another interesting multiplayer point, I suppose. Is games that are, um, and we kind of briefly touched on this last week. Game games that are not multiplayer, but kind of become multiplayer in in a, in a roundabout way. So the most recent example of this for me was Life is Strange Two, Episode One. We talked about a couple of episodes ago and I was there playing it. I had the controller in my hand. My girlfriend was watching me play and she was like sort of chiming in on decisions and stuff. And it was kind of a shared experience. Um, I didn't always, you know, we didn't always agree on what to say, but I'd already been playing it. I'd already halfway through by that point. So I was, I was having the final say as to what's going on as to what action we were going to perform. Um, but yeah, I mean that was kind of a shared multiplayer experience. I, mean, mm. I guess it's like mm. watching a film together in a way, but a film that you can kind of manipulate in 
in, in a limited form. But yeah, I suppose that's a kind of multiplayer experience in the same way. But we're not really talking to each other because we're constantly, we can't, you know, you can't miss what's happening on screen. And there's this vital that you take that in. Yeah, and that is, yeah, that is a different, slightly different focus, isn't it? Because like, whereas the other games, perhaps we talked about previously, it is more about talking to each other and the game is in the background. That is more, although it's still a shared experience, that is that the game is the primary focus and you are to engaging with one another to do this thing rather than kind of talking to each other and, oh, there's this thing incidentally there playing along in the background that you're you're doing. And there's certainly, I think there's plenty of games like that. I think like the Walking Dead games are, are sort of the yeah. ones that yeah, we did the same tend thing. to get brought up. Yeah, and like Her Story as well um, on PC that was uh, came out a while back. That was, and that, that was, I had a really good experience with that. It was a game that me and my wife and my sister sat down uh, and I was, I knew what it was. I hadn't played it, but I knew what it was. I was aware of it. And we sat down and played that. And that was, that was great. Like that, that really didn't matter who was like no. controlling it. So um, were you actively talking to each other? They're trying to fit the pieces together. Or... Yeah. We were very much, yeah, absolutely. We were very much like fully engaged in it. Like we sat down together to do it. It wasn't just something that one of us started doing and the other two sort of joined in. It was something that we sat down of an evening to do and played it all the way through in one evening and, and got quite involved in it and got quite like the, you know, theories and all oh, perhaps, but you know, she's contradicting herself because there was this and it, it was like a, an actual collaborative sort of, um, narrative uncovering of, of, and solving of the puzzle and the, and the sort of the, uh, the story behind the events that were playing out in little tiny pieces are like you know 10 15 yeah. 20 seconds or whatever they are so were you playing pieces and then talking about what just happened and before playing the next one or were you kind of or was someone in or was someone in charge of the pacing more directly than that no not really i think we were yeah it was more the former that we were talking about each bit and then i'm trying to think we may have even been making notes possibly because it's like that thing that you you watch the video and then she'll talk about certain things certain places certain people's names come up and then you plug those into the search engine the uh the the, the police database or whatever the, the the sort of thematic um device is and yeah so i think so it was like Okay, so we'll search for this, and then after that, oh, we should we should definitely go back to that other thing, and have, you know, so there was definitely like a proper full on um, conversation happening about what we should do next, and it was we were all fully focused on on the actual thing that was unfolding in front of us, and if one of us got up to go to the kitchen to get a drink, we stopped, we stopped, like we waited for them to come back. It was very much like that, and that and that was a really good. Actually, I've kind of forgotten how much fun we had with that. Actually, that was like a. That was one of those instances where it was let's where we're sort of agreeing. It's almost beforehand we're agreeing we're going to sit down and engage with this piece of um, with this piece of interactive fiction. And and I mean, had it been rubbish, it might have all fallen apart after ten minutes, and we'd have been like, oh well, actually, this is a bit boring. But it was you know it held our interest definitely, and that's there's something to be said for that. It's like going, I guess, it's like going to see a film. And this is something, you know, that you obviously do an, an awful lot more of than I do, actually go to the cinema and see a film. I can count, honestly, on one hand, the number of times I've been to the cinema in about the <laughs> last five years. <laughs> Possibly ever. Not, not including being a kid. Certainly 
Like I, I would honestly say that one of the most recent examples of me going to the cinema that would, would definitely feature in the top 10, my most recent top 10 times of going <laughs> is to go and see a scanner darkly, which was, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even know when that came 12 out. 12 years Two, ago? Yeah, many, uh, probably, yeah, probably about that. Yeah. 2005, 2006, something like that. Um, yeah, 12 years yeah, ago, you 2006. Go, you go several times a month. Well, I've been it's, three it's times just... in the last. So this is on us recording this on a Thursday. I've been three times since last Thursday. I've seen <laughs> um, First Man, Suspiria re-release before the new one comes out, and Mandy in the last in the last seven mm. days. And Mandy was a, a second time I've seen Mandy at the cinema as well. <laughs> and I, like, I do like that. Like, it's almost like the MMO thing, kind of. It's not. It's a, it's a tough comparison, but. I like the idea. I certainly like that idea of going to the cinema with a person, a group of people and going to see a thing and having a shared experience and then talking about it afterwards. Like that appeals to me as a concept. I just, I I think maybe I, I don't know, perhaps I picked the wrong films to go and see. I don't know. I just, I just don't ever. Yeah. I'm I'm just interested on it on maybe, maybe it's just semantics, but the, the concept of what we know of as, um, in video game definitions, a single player game, uh, a Life is Strange, um, a Her Story. Um, I'm trying to think like back in the day when I was younger, me and my brother used to play through a lot of point and click adventures, Day of the Tentacle, Monkey mm. Island, mm. Um, Broken Swords, that sort of stuff. But we'd play it through together. So, I mean, ostensibly, they are single player games. They are a single player in acts, interacts with the game. And the game progresses, you do not need a second agent to progress oh, and see oh. the game through. But, <clears throat> I mean, maybe it's just a semantics thing, like I said, but it, it, they are, in my mind, they are multiplayer experiences predominantly because that's how I've, that's how I've consumed them. I haven't consumed them solo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just... no, I, oh, yeah, I would completely agree with that. And I think, it, I think you're right. I think it probably is a question of semantics, really. It's just that the game dictates that there is a sort of a single point of entry to which you can access it, it being the character on screen, the input. But it could be you doing that. It could be your friend, your brother, whoever else doing that. You could take turns. It's not a, yeah, it's not <clears throat> those games. I, I, I think of is in exactly the same way. I mean, Secret Monkey Island, I have very, very fond memories of that, playing that with my brother. Um, and then Secret Monkey Island 2, playing with a, a best mate of the time at school yeah. and staying up all night trying to solve some of yeah. the problems. And, like the, and the, I have those memories of those. Pre- I mean, they were amazing games, but predominantly because of the experience I had whilst playing yeah. them rather yeah. than just the... Yeah, and you can kind of... Yeah, I always think it's powerful to share in that. After, while I like going to cinema by myself... Uh, I was going to say I like going to cinema more when there's other people there, but it depends who I'm going with. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there's lots of games. I think there's lots of games like that for me that are single player, but they are multiplayer in my mind. Um, <clears throat> when you mentioned School Friends, it just made me think the um, um, oh, what's the game's called? Not Little Big Play, Little Big Adventure. Did you ever play those? Yeah, I only ever cool, played those. only yeah. ever played those with a friend at his house. Because uh, as a friend at school and obviously, you know, low on actual money and our parents weren't buying yeah. us every game that came out. So we used to align game purchases. So he would, he, him or he would get his parents to buy him one on his birthday or Christmas or whatever. And then I would do the same, but with different games. And then we would come to each other's mm-hmm. houses and then play them. And yeah, Little Big Adventure was one that's definitely 
like that. Smash Court Tennis as well, the original one with like the cartoony characters. Um, yeah. That was like yeah. that, although that is more directly a multiplayer game. Um, the first Metal Gear Solid as well, that was like that. We played that at a friend's house. I wonder if it's just an age thing that just at that time there's less money or there's less or there's more, you know, going to someone's house and like going after school and having dinner there and like sitting in front of TV playing a game or something can mm. do then mm. more than now. So maybe it's just that time of life makes them seem makes them more predisposed for single player games to feel like multiplayer games than they maybe maybe would now. Mm. Sure. Yeah, possibly. I think, and yeah, certainly that for me with some of the friends I've played with constraints as well. Like some of the fond memories I have of playing, uh, I remember playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES as well. That was, and that was a single player game. Uh, but played that with my brother and that, and all of, in all of those cases, it was, well, we have, you know, our parents would say, well, you've got an hour or whatever it might be on the computer. It wasn't just something yeah. that we had unlimited access to. Yeah. And so we, and so you were almost like, well, if, if you're going to sit there and not get involved, if you're going to like, oh, well, it's not my turn. So I'm not like, I'm not interested. Then you're going to, you're going to be missing out on at least half of that time. So it's, it's almost like a, you sort of get forced to do this thing collaboratively and, and then find that that is just a much preferable way of playing. And yeah, every, every, off the top of my head, every game that I can think of that we used to play on our old Atari STE, were all single player games that we played together. Those are the memories I have. I, I remember playing actual multiplayer games far less than I remember playing all of the, uh, the single player ones. And that, that has, that sort of, to an extent has resurfaced a bit recently for me where I'm kind of playing, I'm thinking more about the kinds of games that I'm buying and, you know, how will this game fit? I'm, <laughs> I think we spoke last week about how kind of have to gear up now to play something like a, as amazing as they may be, but to play something like a Spider-Man or a God of War, um, they're incredible experiences, but I have to gear myself up to play them. Whereas something that is, has some form of sort of multiplayer aspect or some form of, um, I can play this and somebody else can get involved, uh, is a far bigger draw for me now. Um, why is that do you think well I think it's maybe it's another time thing like you know I alluded to previously that I've got a couple of kids now and it's so during the day uh, when I'm not working the focus is them and so when they go to bed it's like there's still certainly there's still times when my wife and I do things separately we'll have our own interests our own activities that we want to do but there's also that thing of well, it's kind of like it's a way of combining the two. It's like well, I, I could be, I could play, I could stick Witcher three on now, or I could put on, you know, I don't know, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker or something, and we can both play it. It's it's you have to be in the right mood, you know. Sometimes I will still wanna, I still wanna play Witcher three over something as cutesy as as Treasure Tracker, but it's it's just the way of combining interests, I suppose, and um. And I, I'm to that end, I'm much more, like my wife likes, there's various games she likes, um, that are predominantly single player. So Final Fantasy 12, she loves, uh, and that recently got re, re-released, remastered, um, and she's played a bunch of that, and, um, Pixel Jump Monsters 2, 
Uh, and these are all games that she will play and I'll kind of, I'll chime in. I'm more interested in doing that than she is. If I'm playing a game, she's less interested in getting involved. You know, if I was playing Witcher 3, she'd be less interested in getting involved in that yeah. than I am in like Final <laughs> Fantasy, for example. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You've got to have your say. <laughs> basically yeah she's like can you just leave me alone let me get, let me get on with it but yeah it's, it's a there's definitely been a shift towards that for me um and that has has surfaced elsewhere as well with kind of just generally being more interested in sort of a return to tabletop games that i, I kind of hadn't really got involved in for many years and then mm. a few years ago i kind of got back into them and again it's that sort of shared experience thing um like let's sit down and do this thing that we are engaged with and yeah. interested in. So do you think it's a, I suppose, is it a push or a pull? Are you, or both, Are you? do you think you're actively less interested in single player games and, and, and more interested and actively more interested in multiplayer games? Or is it that, you're still as interested in single player games, but multiplayer just takes more, just offers you more than it maybe you still offers it in a different way. Yeah, I've, there's a there's a format, there's a question of format in there for me, which again I think sort of touches on the the how and why we play that we talked about previously. But it, and it's it can be quite specific. So I've recently been playing Into the Breach um, subsets. Uh, FTL follow-up mm. which I've been playing on Switch and the Switch is something that I can play in handheld mode on the sofa for example when my wife is playing Final Fantasy I mean she doesn't play a great deal of games but when she if she is playing that or if she's just if she's watching TV I can still be doing that and we're still in the same room we can still talk I can play it in bed I, you know it's still it's something I can still engage with that isn't um it's kind of like not taking over. Whereas if I'm playing a game on the big screen in the living room, then I'm probably more likely to, uh, to play a game that is, is involves both of us. So I've just recently bought, um, Divinity Original Sin 2 and I bought that primarily as much as I used to love like Baldur's Gate and those kinds of RPG, single player RPGs. I bought that primarily because I hope that my wife and I are going to play that multiplayer that's kind of the the almost the entire reason that i i've bought that um in the same way that we've played diablo in the past together so it's 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 kind of almost it's not quite as simple as but it's almost a a thing of well if we're gonna if i'm gonna play a game i'm gonna put a game on the tv then i want that to be something that we can both enjoy and both do um if i'm gonna play a game like on the switch then I'm, i'm much more likely to play that single player and something like into the breach is just absolutely incredible and that i I can lose many many hours to that um so yeah i mean and that that does change when like i tend to stay up later than than my wife does so when she goes to bed uh if i'm if i fancy it then i'll that's when i'll think oh you know i might put witcher 3 on and actually get around to finishing that dlc that i never did or now perhaps now it's time to start god of war but Mm. Um, yeah, so it is kind of a, it goes back to that, that form and, and focus thing. I mean, is that, is that something, cause you keep very different out, well, you certainly you keep very different hours to me and to, uh, to most um, normal <laughs> people. Uh, but is that the same for you and your girlfriend? Like, is, is she, is she one to kind of, she is not especially interested in games. Um, mm. 
She will watch um, if I'm playing something. She happens to be there, or she happens to walk in, and she might watch it for a while. But she's not. I know. Then there have been instances where she's stopped and watched the whole thing through, or we've continued through together. Like The Walking Dead was like that. But typically, she's not that interested. Like with with Life is Strange Two, when she was watching me play, she was. <clears throat> she didn't stay for the whole rest of the game. She left after like twenty minutes and was kind mm. of a bit, a bit bored by it. And she has no desire to play again. I mean, she plays a lot of Fortnite, um, but she plays that by herself. She's not in our. She's not playing a regular squad, and she's not in that. But she plays on the iPad when we play on PlayStation. I just couldn't think of anything worse than playing it on the iPad. But she really likes it. Um, I'm just trying to think of just in general. Um, because I mean, comparing it to the films thing again, the I mean, what I like a lot of what I like about going to cinema with other people is that you can you've all experienced the same thing, and then you can talk about how you've interpreted it differently, and that's interesting. And you can do that with games as well, but games, single player games, but games tend to be so long that <clears throat> you know something like Red Dead Redemption Two, like it's going to take. 70 hours or something to complete that game and then how do you really talk about that game with someone on a one-to-one level um by the time you've spent 70 hours playing it you're going to have forgotten a lot of the little details that are interesting along the way so you can't probably can't talk about that unless you're making notes um you can't really talk about it with them along the way either for fear of spoiling something because you're going to be doing everything in different orders but if you're playing a multiplayer game, you can get that immediate interpretation almost like the same way as a film because you're going through the same stuff together and you're seeing it together at the same time. But you might be interpreting it differently on the fly. Um, and it's kind of interesting to see those reactions, those different reactions immediately and then talk about how that happened. And I mean, that's that's the same as whether you're playing Fortnite and you've you're suddenly under stress because you're being attacked or whatever and your half the team goes one way and half the team goes another way to just terrible communication and you haven't trained trained for it or whatever and 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 sort of you know as as simple as that most direct of stimulus is or it's um um trying to think of something like <clears throat> um we've been playing Dungeons and Dragons recently and it's like you're all in this thing together and okay, partly you're role playing your character, maybe, so it's not exactly what you would do in those situations. But it's interesting to see something happens, even if it's just as simple as going into a tavern and the dungeon master describes a tavern, and it's like, right, six people have six different ideas about what to do, and it's interesting. Like, why? Why has that happened in that way? Like, why have you thought that this is the best way? And again, some of it might be role playing your character, but there's still going to be an element of you in there. It's still you interpreting your character in the role play if you take it if you take it that far and yeah i'm just really in, of, of just always interested in that um why people are interpreting things differently in the same with the same set of stimuluses and like you can get that directly one-to-one with shared real-time multiplayer experiences whether that's a board game or dungeons and dragons or um you know destiny or whatever like that happens you can't i think and you can do that with films as well because they're relatively short in comparison to games but it's hard with a single player to game to really 
You can obviously have intellectual discussions about it afterwards, but there tends to be broader sweeps of discussions than, than the sort of nitty gritty. Um, or maybe I'm just talking about it with the wrong people. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, thinking about the games that we've spoken about, the single player games that we've spoken about, I mean, Spider-Man we talked uh, at length about. Yeah, we did have specific things to talk about then as well. Yeah, but like one of the games that sticks out that we have talked about at length was Detroit. And that, and the way that we were talking about that was very much, oh, I did this, oh, I didn't do that, I did that, and this is what happened when I did that. Oh, okay. Well, mine, yeah, mine kind of looped back around to that. It was it, like it was all very much about the. That is quite a regimented game, though, isn't it? It's, but it's quite like yes, strictly it is, yeah. chapter driven. Yeah. So you can pull out chapters and say, right now, this bit, we'll talk about this bit. Um, same with Life is Strange episode one. Like they're short enough that you can talk about it almost like a movie. Yeah, and the the Dungeons and Dragons. I think that like that um, that comparison that that idea of like the character unless you are fully immersed in the role play it's difficult to not just have the character be a filter like i find that because i play D D as well and it it's that it's it tends to be that i'll take the take what the dungeon master's saying kind of and that comes in and i'm thinking about that and then i think about how my try and think about how my character would react to that but i'm still going to have ideas about like if somebody else wants to do something if somebody else there's a big massive hunt appears over the hill and there's 12 armed riders and they've got wolves and dire wolves and everything else with them i am never going to think yeah it's a good idea to attack these guys just because i think that's even if you were playing a half orc barbarian who's like wow i can't believe my luck here like i might yeah role play in the sense of well i'm gonna this is kind of where i'm gonna go with it and this is what my character would probably do but i'm not i'm going to be aware that that is probably not the story intention for these you know this isn't just a combat encounter like this isn't just meant to be uh, let's bash these things and move on. This is like meant to, I would take that as being there is meant to be some sort of narrative here. And it might be that you are in, the, the DM is intending you to attack them and then you get captured and taken prisoner and all the rest of it. But it's like, it's not something, it would require a, it tends to require some provocation or some sort of uh, further stimulus for me to think, well, um, I'm going to go in this direction rather than, sort of my own general opinion of well let's just kind of sit back and see what happens or let's have a let's talk to the leader or do whatever it might be like it's it's and when you get when you're in a group where different people have different focus because some people just want to throw some dice and attack things it's interesting to see that play out because some people like when everything's as far as i'm concerned everything's a combat encounter and you know that's we'll just see what comes out the other end of that and some people are very much well combat's the last resort i want to kind of role play even if it's set up as a combat encounter i want to actually try and manipulate this so that we can come to a different uh different conclusion so it's it's in particularly if you play with people that you don't know really well like you know it's it's an interesting social experiment to play D with people that you you don't really have a great idea what their general outlook on life is and to see how they play things and then as you get to know them better to kind of compare the two what their character does and what they do as a um as a person how do those things kind of 
match up. So were you trying um, to second guess the game or the dungeon master all, all that time? Because I try not to as much as possible because I just want to, I suppose, I, I want to just let, I mean, quote unquote, naturally, the narrative kind of naturally wash over me rather than try to control it in, in any way. Mm. I don't know. I think for me, it's simply a case of the combat is not, it's not, it's one of the less interesting bits of it. So if. But it could be that you try to attack them, but you, but you don't get to, they do something and it's like, no, you've, you can't engage them in combat there. They've, they've swept around behind you or they've, they've gone or whatever. They're too fast. Yeah. It's. It's well. I mean, this it happened. It's a very specific example, really, because it wasn't something I just made up off the top of my head. It actually happened recently, and it was. It was. I felt like there was more interesting places to go with it than just okay, let's roll some dice and and spend an hour and a half in combat because there's so many of them and we can't conceivably win. So, like, I'd rather get to the point where we talk about who they are, what they want, what they're doing, how 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 can we interact beyond like hitting each other over the head. But yeah. it's well, I suppose, um, I suppose this is a bigger question about whether any any sort of co op game or any multiplayer game. Um uh how much to, what sort of balance are you trying to hit between doing what you think you want to do versus submitting to the will of the group and is submitting to the will of the group you know something that is begrudgingly done or or like okay no this is a collective effort and this is cool like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna see where this goes because this is interesting because i would never have done this Mm. um yeah i think there's definitely instances where that it's it's interesting to see where other people go with it and to see what the outcome of of that is, particularly when it's something that I wouldn't have done because because it, yeah because it takes me to places that I wouldn't have necessarily got to otherwise. The times when it's less um, appealing, I think, is when it's like one one person takes it upon themselves to do a certain thing that then leads the group down a certain path. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it's so. It's probably less about kind of second guessing the game and more about. Well, I guess I have. Uh, there's a certain goal that I want to achieve, then I don't think that's gonna be. I'm not gonna be able to achieve that or kind of get anywhere close to it whilst this other thing is happening. Mm. And it's and it's the, it is it can be quite specific. Like in that very specific example, it's because there's just too much to slog through. There's too much to. So do you not enjoy combat in? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not that I don't enjoy. It. It's just I think it's when it's so. It just it's when it's that the the setup appears to me, rightly or wrongly, appears to me to be suggesting something else. Uh, and so in this example, um, like the DM has set out these eighteen figures on the table as a show of force, as a show, as a way of saying basically, right, this isn't a combat situation. Mm. and then somebody decides that it is and then it's like well okay that now this can lead to, to some interesting places definitely um or it could just lead to us all getting killed because mm. 
one one person's taking matters into their own hands, yeah. and that depends on how the DM deals with that, obviously. But it's it's like, well, I feel like we're, what we're going to what's going to happen is we're going to spend an hour, an hour and a half doing this, and then we're going to yeah. get to a point where they're going to capture us. They're gonna, we're going to get to the point that we would have got to anyway had we just not gone into this in this way in yeah. the first place. It's interesting because um, kind of well, not not really to bring it full circle, but to to go back to to bring MMOs back into it the. So when I play Dungeons and Dragons, I play it with people that I have known for, I don't know, 15 years, in some cases, 20, 25 years. And we tend to, I don't know, there's there's a certain level of thinking on the same page, or so there's a certain ease in communication to talk about what we're going to do. Um, so we tend not to fight too much, tend not to bicker too much about what to do. Uh, in the wider goals, like small things like talk to this person or not, how to talk to them, how to react, yeah, fine. But the wider goals, like certainly as big as to engage in what seems like a difficult combat encounter, yeah, definitely that would be something we... It's unlikely that someone's just going to go off and do their own thing, although there is one character who might do that. But if it was really, really looked bad, then probably not. Yeah. Um, it's that well, it's that kind of Leroy Jenkins moment like, to, to <laughs> yeah. bring it back round to a to an MMO. Yeah. Is that, that... Um, but yeah, in, in MMOs happens in the same way. Like <clears throat> one of the, my problems with just playing with random people in the past is because you know you might be desperate. Your goal might be okay. I'm going to go to this town now, and I'm going to go progress the story and whatever. But then. And you might need their help to get there, or you might need their help to defeat an enemy that you need to beat to find a item that you need to give to this person in the town, or whatever silly sort of conceit that the mission is set up. Um, but along the way, they might just be, <clears throat> you know, crazy fighting off all kinds of enemies, and it takes like three hours to get back to the town where it should take mm. 20 mm. minutes. Um but yeah, I wonder if if that's again. It's not. It's not. Well, it's, we're not looking to put fault, but it's not necessarily the design. It's not the design of the game that's in question with these multiplayer experiences as to whether they're what you want it to be or not. It's the people that you're playing with that's that's mm, the key. Mm. That's the key element to achieving that. Like everything is there to play as you want it to be played. But obvi- obviously, I suppose it's like the most obvious point in the world now that I say it out. It's in like you know, if if, the, if you're not playing with the right people, then you're just not going to get that. Yeah, yeah, and that I mean, it does bring about its own interesting explorations because you do end up in places where you wouldn't have done, uh, be it you know whatever form of game you're playing. You you do end up down a decision path or down a narrative thread that you might you might might not have gone down by yourself. Um, but yes, I mean, the, the, if you're playing a multiplayer game, then the, the experience is very much shaped by the people that you're playing with as much as it is the thing that you're playing. And that's, uh, yeah. that's, I guess, the, yeah. the true of anything. Well, yeah. And or, I think just, know. just like we were saying, even if it's not a multiplayer game, a single player game can be shaped into a multiplayer game, depending on who you're playing it with or who's there yeah. at the same 